Welcome to the Divine Segment with Josephine Miner. Good morning. Welcome to the early morning divine segment with me Josephine Miner. And yesterday we began a very interesting topic, the power of divine connections or rather divine connections. And today on our part 2, we are going to look at various aspects of divine connections. And yesterday we ended by posing on the question of how do we embrace divine connections? Um how do we embrace divine connections? Now my dear listener, for all divine connections I see in the Bible, I also see powerful divine connections or full circle relationships in scripture that reveal God's redemptive, reconciliatory power. Maybe the relationship was damaged or maybe you lost touch in the hectic pace of life or maybe God separated you for a season. Now one of the most powerful divine connections in the Bible is Paul's relationship with John Mark. Now when Saul and Barnabas set out to the mission field, they took John Mark with them according to the book of Acts chapter 12 verse 12. Now for whatever reason, likely connected to the spiritual warfare that raged against Paul's ministry John Mark abandoned the mission according to Acts chapter 13 verse 13 and later Saul and Barnabas split because Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with them but Paul thought it was better not to take him since he bailed the first time around but God brought the relationship full circle In one of Paul's last letters from prison, he mentioned John Mark, telling his spiritual son Timothy to get Mark and bring him with you, I quote, for he is useful to me for ministry. And that's according to 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 11. Now let's look at another example of Lot and Abraham. Now Lot also experienced a divine reconnection with Abraham that may have saved his life. Lot and his family were taken captive by the five kings in according to the book of Genesis chapter 14 verse 8 all the way to 12 when Abraham had it he gathered 318 men from his household and set out to rescue Lot and succeeded although they did not continue walking together as they had before Lot chose to dwell in Sodom it was a powerful divine reconnection Now my dear listener just like divine connections you can't make divine reconnections happen that's part of the reason they are called divine it is god's doing in his way and with his timing when they do come full circle relationships manifest in his season and for his reason I believe in this season God is bringing forth many divine reconnections and also breathing new life into established relationships so that we can run swiftly in his purposes. Now my dear listener the Bible gives us a very a good example from the book of Proverbs chapter 27 verse 8 that iron sharpens iron. 
We were built for connections, for friendship. The Lord created us for iron to sharpen iron. Did you know that some friendships are divine connections meant to bring us favor, hope, provision, help, and healing? Now, are you leaning into those divine relationships? Let us ask the Lord today to help us to see those friendships and build them. My dear listener, divine connections are heaven made. They're not human made. All right? Now, my dear listener, let's look at the importance of divine connections. You see, when God puts two people together or plants an individual somewhere, it is because he has a purpose that might not yet be even revealed. For example, there are people in certain relationships and places that are totally sure that God placed them there. For instance, certain people listening to me right now are sure that they are here because they realize they have a sense of destiny and divine connection and that this is where you should be, you know, listening to this show, listening to this program at this particular time. And it's not because of normal external considerations, you know, like this is a friend or this is a family or, you know, or any other reason. But it's also because God has channeled you to be in this particular space at this particular time, listening to this program. When you have this assurance that you're in a place God has planted you, or you are sure God is prompting you to enter into a relationship with someone or an organization, you need to make sure that your actions are not based on those of other people. You see, from the story of Ruth, which you had earlier looked at in part one of our series, Ruth might have been a close friend of Naomi. She was actually called her sister by Naomi to Oprah, but she realized she needed to make her own choice independent of what Oprah chose to do. Oftentimes, the cult on which we are meant to ride into exaltation and to our claim is tied down at a fork in the road. You have probably walked into that point, but depending on which way you choose to go, a cult will carry you the rest of the way. However, we have to choose which way to go. Oprah's ways or Ruth's ways. It's like two close friends in a church when one decides to leave and the other one has to decide whether to also leave or stay in the church. Now this isn't a choice to be taken lightly because making the wrong choice will lead to obscrutiny, silence and oblivion like Orpah where no one will hear you again. While the right choice puts you in a place where God's grace is available to carry and elevate you into your destiny. This is a choice that we are all going to have to make at some point in our lives. My dear listener, may God help you and grant you the wisdom to make the right choice at all times. The wisdom often lies to choose the right, which is very vital in these times because people are going to find themselves under a lot of pressure to make certain choices when it seems like everyone else is seeking a breakthrough and heading for the place where the breakthrough is available. You might be making the right choice, but you need to be absolutely sure about it. My dear listener, don't put yourself where like Barnabas, you might seem to have won an argument or a battle, but you ended up winning the argument at the cost of your destiny. Breaking divine connections can be very costly as we aren't given the right to alter these connections. There are two institutions that God has created. One is the family, secondly is the church. 
God never gave us the choice of the family or race we were born into. The decision on the family we are born into is God's exclusive prerogative. He doesn't seek our opinion on it. This physical principle mirrors the spiritual one shown here. This is in accordance to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 46. And I quote, However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The church is a spiritual family, and God places you in the place that based on your particular makeup and constitution suits you best. He placed you under the care of the person that is best enabled to equip you with what you particularly need in life to cater for your own needs on your way to fulfilling destiny. God reserves the exclusive right to direct you and plant you in the places that you will be trained. Your spiritual father isn't necessarily the person that leads you to Christ, but the person who plants, establishes, and equips you in the way of the kingdom. Just like anyone can be a biological father, but the person who takes the pains of raising a child is the one who has earned the right to be called a father. None of us can claim to come from perfect families when everything is perfect. In spite of this, none of us have dissociated themselves from these families. So why do we do that with the church? If God hasn't given you the chance to change your physical family, what makes you think it is right for you to change your church at will? When God even in marriage allows you the choice and all the time to make a choice in whom you connect to. Once you have made the choice and invite God to witness the establishment of your union, you immediately forego the right to leave that connection. It's the same regards to your spiritual heritage. Once you are planted in a church and you don't toy with it and you do not make arbitrary decisions about leaving the church. My dear listener, the importance of divine connections, even that church you go to, is a place of divine connection where you get to reconnect with God. You have no right to wake up one morning and say that you're leaving the church. You must ask God's concept first before leaving. Now lastly, let's look at how you can recognize divine connections in your life. How do you recognize divine connections in your life? Now, considering the above, all else our heavenly Father desires a relationship with us, it makes sense that he places so much value on our relationships with each other. Just as God has divine connections in mind for you, you are also the divine connection that someone else is waiting for. It is important to recognize and embrace this relationship gift he places in our lives. So here are a few ways to help you identify them. All right, number one, the person uplevels your purpose or assignment. Have you ever had a conversation with a person who is able to grab hold of your vision, be it your business, ministry, or personal life, and takes your thinking about your vision to a new level, adding life to it? It could be through a new idea, an expansion to your idea, or a new dimension to your vision, but it will be something that neither distracts or detracts. It will resonate in your spirit. Secondly, The person encourages you, motivates you, and simply won't allow you to quit. 
these people are genuinely excited about what God is doing in your life. They may not even understand the details or have any expertise in what you're doing, but their hearts are connected to yours. These people will reach out to you and offer prayer or an encouraging word at the perfect moments. Thirdly, the person will actively seek opportunities to connect you to resources you need to facilitate progress with your purpose or assignment. These kind of people are not about you scratch my back and I scratch yours. <laughs> These people give from their heart and are willing to help even when there is no immediate payback for them because they are kingdom-minded and they are responsive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, whenever you are with this person, you sense the presence of God in the midst of your gatherings. Your conversations are divinely inspired. They are anointed conversations about life, ministry, family, or business. They are people whose mere presence activates or ignites you. You're more creative, more inspired, more on fire for the kingdom when you're around them. Not every divine connection is a lifetime relationship, my dear listener. In fact, many of them won't be. But the good news is you don't have to figure out the roles people play in your life or the length of time for the relationships all on your own. Always ask the Holy Spirit and allow the Spirit of God to lead and guide you in your relationships. If and when there is a shifting, the season is ending, or the dynamics of the relationship are changing, you will know because the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. My dear listener, Divine connections are just more evidence of God's great love for us. He sees and He knows us and He has great things in store for us even as we seek Him first. My prayer for you today is that you'll remain open to these relationships. Expect to see them increase in your life and give them extra care when they do because they have certainly changed my life forever. We have come to the end of today's early morning divine segment and that gives us a wrap of this topic on divine connections. I hope you have learned something about the power of divine connections, how to embrace divine connections and the importance of divine connections. My prayer for you today is that God will connect you to your divine connectors this very day. May he establish you in those divine connections which will take you to the next level. My name is Josephine Miner. You have been with me on the divine segment. I will see you again later in the day at 3.30 p.m. God bless you and keep you safe. Keep tuned in to the rest of the programming. Keep it timeless radio. Your timeless companion.
all around the world we hear things preachers and things all around the world but we want to hear you we want to hear you we want to have an experiential knowledge of you Jesus so keep on drawing me till I come
begin to love as you worship tell him you want to know tell him you want to know him tell him tell him you want to know him more than you know how to sing more than you know how to pray there are different dimensions in the things we don't see So that I can see you clearly. Uh, thank you, Jesus.